Welcome to Career Bits, the official podcast of the University Career Center here at UNC Charlotte. I'm your host, Madison, and today I am joined by the beautiful and lovely Sue Ann to shed some light on National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Sue Ann, welcome to Career Bits. We are so excited and grateful that you could join us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. Could you share with us your story and tell us a little bit about yourself? So I am a person with a disability. I have a physical disability and I am also a wheelchair user. And I was originally hired by the Career Center because I did a lot of work around disability and campus inclusion prior to being in this office. And at this office, my role is to look at accessibility and make sure that us as an office is as inclusive and accessible to students with disabilities on campus. Now, what does this month of National Disability Employment Awareness Month, or NDEAM, mean to you as a person with a physical disability? It means that, so I think in the disability community, we call it NDEAM. And I just love it because it really sheds awareness on the struggles and the marginalization people with disabilities go through. And we know that the employment rate for people with disabilities are way under. So if a person with a disability is twice as likely to be unemployed, and if you talk about multiply marginalized populations, so if they are disabled and they are of a person of color, that number actually exponentially lowers. So just knowing the struggles and like the barriers and just spreading that awareness just helps bring more information to the public. And I think the more people know, the more people are more equipped to um, handle the situation. And why do you think the month of October is so important for NDEAM to be talked about specifically? Like, why is it not another month throughout the year? That's a really good question. I think in the fall, um, especially on campus, a lot of employers are engaged. And then I'm not sure exactly why it's October, not another month. But as far as like academia goes, the fall is when a lot of activities happen. So I can speak on it from that side. And is this month only to highlight physical disabilities or does this include mental disabilities such as depression and anxiety? That's a really good question, Madison. So, um, contrary to popular belief, 70% of all disabilities are actually invisible or hidden, and only about 30% are what we see as, like, deem as physical disabilities. So, a lot of the times, unfortunately, physical disabilities are overrepresented in media and, like, on marketing materials, and a lot of people who have hidden disabilities, they have the option of hiding it. So, They don't have to disclose that they have a disability. They can just pass as a non-disabled person if they so choose. So in your opinion, do you think it's best to bring awareness to those mental disabilities if an employee has that? And how do you think an employer should go about representing those mental disabilities? So we have a meetup next week on disclosure, and it's specifically called disclosing with a hidden disability. In that meetup, we are going to go into more of how to disclose if you have a hidden or invisible disability. And the rule of thumb is only disclose if you need an accommodation. You don't need to disclose 
I have a disability if you don't need anything from the employer. Your employer doesn't need to know everything about you. And so there's just the main takeaway is only disclose if you need an accommodation to do the actual job. How can we educate people without a disability on how to advocate and bring awareness for people with disabilities? Like I said before, especially with employers. I think it goes both ways, right? Um, I think really empowering people to use their own voice. So one of the things that I was really convicted of over the summer is you don't want to be a voice for the voiceless. You want to give the voiceless a megaphone or a microphone so that they can be heard. And it's giving them the power and personal agency to create their own stories and their own narrative. And so being an ally or being an advocate is about removing those barriers. Like what is keeping this person from being heard? And look at the barriers. Is it visible? Is it emotional is it societal right like is it that there's no one that looks like them at the organization and so once you take a look at that like how do you what do you do with that information and so all of these really go into advocacy for the individual and not in a way that's like demeaning but in a way that's empowered and what would you like to see physically when you're saying basically give them a huge megaphone or a microphone how would you want to see that happen within this university? That's a really good question. I think at this university, when I look at the marketing materials, I don't see anyone that looks like me. I don't see anyone that uses a wheelchair. Um, And like specifically for this university, we are, we like to call ourselves like really innovative. And we are, like we're very forward thinking. And I think having more disabled students in different committees, so not just like wheelchair users, right? But like people with hidden disabilities that have disclosed and identified as being disabled. Like, I would love to see more disability in, like, Greek life or on sports teams or, like, at the gym, like, at our rec center. I think in different pockets, like, we're missing that. And in what ways have you personally advocated for your disability that gave you the skills to be able to have a career because like you were saying before, not a lot of employers hire people with disabilities, having that be mental if they do disclose them or physical. So what skills were you able to gain from advocating for your disability that got you to the career that you have now? That's a really good question. I haven't thought about that. But I will say something that comes to mind is just try. That cliche saying that you always miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So just by showing up, if that person has never interviewed someone in a wheelchair before, well, now they have. Even if you don't get hired, you made it. I know I made a difference because they are now aware that maybe their office isn't accessible or maybe, oh my gosh, this could happen again. That's not a bad thing. That's a really good thing, right? So I did my undergrad at NC State and at NC State, you know, like when you're undergrad, you don't have that much money. So they would have these taste testing surveys where you can go in like Singapore food and you get paid to do that. I would love to do that. Oh man, like it was amazing. So you get like free food and then you get paid for like sampling. So I would do those taste test surveys all the time. And then what I noticed was during the surveys, they started asking, do you need accommodations? And that was more than likely because of me and because I used a wheelchair and I had trouble, you know, getting to the counter. In the survey, right before you go, they added in that question. So just showing up is half the battle. Can you explain why you wanted to work at the Career Center and the accessibilities that they were able to provide for you to work in this community? 
I love helping people. I love working with people one-on-one. And I think having financial stability is something that a lot of people with disabilities don't have access to. Um, whether it be um, because of something we call the benefit trap, where you can't make more than a certain amount of money or else you lose your government benefits. And a lot of people rely on that for like personal care assistance and like housing and things like that. So a lot of that you have to take into consideration. And a lot of it is like societal barriers too and like attitude and barriers like well why would we hire you that's gonna cost us so much more money because we have to provide accommodations and we know that that's not true because according to the EOC most accommodations are free for $500 and below so with the career center I didn't really need that much accommodations literally I just needed an office where I can open the door and that just make sure that there's not a chair in the way so that cost them nothing. And I think when employers hire someone with a disability, they're scared of cost and they're scared of like liability. What happens if this person gets sick on the job or am I liable for their health? And so there's a lot of myths and fears around that. What do you have to say to employers who fear the cost of employing a person with disabilities. So as mentioned earlier, the EEOC, it's a statistics that accommodations are $500 and below. And under the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act, specifically under Title I, it protects employees. And employees are protected under the ADA and they can ask for reasonable accommodations. And reasonable accommodation, unless it's an over undue burden to the company, then the company is liable to cover that cost, accommodation cost. So one of the things that maybe like a job seeker might be hesitant about is, will my accommodation cause an undue burden for the company? And if it's, let's say like their job is on the second floor and there's not an elevator and you need an elevator to get to where your job site is, that might cause an undue burden because elevators are expensive. But they can make reasonable accommodations in other ways that may not have to cost the company an elevator. So I think it's a chance for companies and um, the candidates to get creative. And I think it's about collaboration, right? Like, it's not a one size thing, like, I'm going to provide for you. Yeah. Well, you as me as the candidate needs to tell the employer what I need. And it's a two way street. Now, what has been the hardest struggle since COVID-19 with having a job with a disability? I think, well, one of the upsides is that in, within like a stroke of a pandemic, everything became virtual, right? And so a lot of my friends who were asking for like a work from home accommodation, all of a sudden those became available. But when they were applying for it, companies were like, well, we can't make that accommodation. Well, you just did. <laughs> yeah. And companies do it because they have to do it. So one of the positives of the pandemic is that jobs are more accessible from like a work from home virtual basis whereas before the option might not have been there. I don't know per se about like challenges too much because I haven't been researching in the job trends as far as like people with disabilities but um, apparently there's a huge gap in the job market and so more jobs are available because people are opting to go out and do their own thing or like there's a big like resignation wave that's happening where like during the pandemic they're like oh I really I'm unhappy at my job so I'm gonna resign and like do things for that fulfills me so allegedly there's a big 
gap in the market. What is the greatest invention for accessibility that you have encountered? That's a really good question. I think for someone with a physical disability, with like limited mobility, it's those hand grabbers. Yes. I think it's so inclusive because like anyone can use it. And so I have one in my office that's foldable. You can just reach anything with it. And it's like a second arm. I call it my third arm. And it also helps me be more independent because I don't have to rely on someone to grab something for me or like if I drop something, I don't need to ask for help. We would love to thank Sue Ann for educating us today on NDEAM, National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And thank you so much for being on Career Bits. Thanks for having me. Of course. For everyone listening, make sure you check out our social medias at CLT Career Center on all social media platforms. And make sure to check out our website, career.charlotte.edu, for more information and to schedule an appointment to talk to Sue Ann at the Career Center. Thank you so much for listening. This is Career Bit.